excited for another edition of Fit After 40 with Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy with a special guest this afternoon. And, uh, you know, Fit After 40 oftentimes mean it, it means, you know, taking care of other people in our world. Could be our kids, could be our grandkids, could be our niece and nephew, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, helping our kids is, uh, is a big part of taking care of ourselves and our families. That's something that we wanted to get into this afternoon. Hey, Grant. Hey, Jay Lynn, how are you? I am super fantastic. How are you? Oh, it's so good. Yes, well, can, we, can we get any better? You, you must be, you know, getting that last few rounds of golf in. You know, <laughs> uh, I, we're so busy getting ready for the new opening of our Capilano Clinic, which has pediatrics that yes. it's gotten in the way of uh, my golf, I'll, okay. I'll be honest. yeah. All right. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, pediatrics today, and we wanted to talk about how uh, pediatric occupational therapy can help the kids in our life. Why, why for you, was this, you know, something that you needed to have as a priority when it came to leading-edge physiotherapy? Well, I think that it's an entire area that is underserved. There's so many kids out there that are just falling through the cracks in our system that there's and and there's help for them. Unfortunately, navigating that system is harder and harder, and we've had such success providing point, uh, you know, frontline care to patients that have injuries. We thought, well, let's deal with kids too and see if we can bring this uh, this area of expertise out to uh, parents and kids that need us. So and here we are with our with our expert Tamara. Hi, yeah, Tamara uh, Loke joining us this afternoon, a pediatric occupational therapist. Hi, Tamara. Welcome to Fit After Forty on Six Thirty. Chad. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me. Now, what is first off um, when we talk about occupational therapy? What exactly is that, and who can benefit from it? Uh, so occupational therapy, or OT as we call it, um, it's a type of healthcare that helps people to participate in those everyday meaningful activities or what we refer to as occupation. So it's, it doesn't mean your job or career, um, but anything that anyone does on a daily basis. So, um, so they're- Yeah, so what kind uh, of things can you, you can do? Sorry? What kind of things, what kind of issues can OTs uh, help with? Um, yeah, so my bias answer is everything, um, but specifically, you know, as an OT who works with children, um, I see a lot of kids who aren't meeting their milestones, so whether, you know, they're not moving quite right, um, or maybe they're not really independent in those self-care activities that we want to see, so toileting, dressing, uh, self-feeding, anything like that um, I can work with. I've also worked with picky eaters, so we have those kids that are only eating, um, you know, less than five foods, mm -hmm. um, which can be really concerning for families. And, and um, what, what about, you know, my, uh, you, you, my grandson, you know, sometimes he gets a little, fed, a little sleep can be a challenge. Can, can you help with sleep? Issues? Yep. Sleep for sure. Yeah. Um, whether it's falling asleep, um, so kids who are taking like hours to fall asleep, mm -hmm. or even those kids um, who are waking up in the middle of the night, I can also help with strategies to keep them sleeping throughout the night. And so, are these strategies, are they for the parent, or for the child, or for both of them? Um, so what's great about my role is I work with both. So I can provide direct therapy to work on specific skills um, for the kids. But at the end of the day, they're they're leaving me, right? They're going <laughs> home and it's the parents that will have to um, 
uh, continue those strategies at home and that's where it really matters. Interesting. So, um, you know, I, I suspect, you know, my text line is wondering about what about, um, you know, kids, um, you know, that maybe have ADHD or are on uh, on the spectrum and autism spectrum disorder, um, anxiety, is, is, is there help for them through pediatric occupational therapy? Yep, absolutely. Wow. I work um, with all kids with any uh, diagnosis. They don't need a diagnosis, mm. but it's just nice to know um, that I am a resource. I do actually come from an autistic uh, background. I've worked with kids with on the spectrum, um, and I am seeing more and more kids with ADHD. I work with Down syndrome. Um, any delay or any issue, really, um, OTs can help. Tamara Loke joining us this afternoon. She's a pediatric occupational therapist with Leading Edge Physiotherapy. So what do parents need to know, do you think, Tamara, when it, you know, if, if they have a child with a behavioral issue? What do you tell them? Um, so there's a saying um, by a clinical child psychologist, Dr. Ross Green, and that saying is, kids do well if they can. Mm -hmm. So basically that means when a child is engaging in maladaptive behavior, so they're kicking, screaming, hitting, throwing, just refusing to do you know, what their parents and caregivers tell them to do, um, it means they aren't behaving that way just because they want to, they're you know, trying to get attention or they're being lazy or they're being manipulative. Um, they're actually doing that because they're trying to communicate to us um, that what we're asking them to do, they can't do it. And it's coming out as these, you know, challenging behaviors that we like to call. Um, so once we kind of change that perspective, that helps us you know feel that you know we're not trying to fix the behavior that we're seeing but we need to figure out the why you know what's that core issue that's causing the child to misbehave um, and any of these barriers can include either you know stressors in the environment maybe there's an unmet need um, or it's a skills deficit the child can't actually do what you're asking them to do hmm. which seems obvious um, but it actually isn't see well yeah and and so it, it can be a number of things when you said you know the, because they can't do it and that the first thing that went into my head was like is it is it a physical thing is it you know it's just not computing like what is it and so the, as you said you know it takes some time to, to figure that out how do you figure that out um, so as an OT, um, the number one thing that we start with, apart from getting a history and getting mm -hmm. the parents' perspective of what's going on, is we, we like to observe them. You know, if you're telling me this child um, can't remain seated at, at uh, mealtime or is a picky eater, then I'm going to ask parents to bring in a snack to the clinic mm -hmm. and I'm just going to sit and watch them eat. Um, that will just give me, you know, a lot of times I have parents that say, oh, they do this, this and this. Um, but the easiest way is to see it. Um, so if we take that example with, um, with, let's say, not remaining seated at the table during mealtime, I can see what's going on. Is it physical? You know, can the child, does he have the, you know, stability or that core strength to keep himself sitting at a chair? Mm. Um, so that would be a physical aspect. Or maybe, and it's a bit different um, at the clinic, but what I would ask is what does the table look at like at home? Um, many families have their kids sitting at the same table and chair as the parents. And mm. that is just way too big and doesn't <laughs> provide um, the proper stability for these little kids who are just growing these muscles yeah. um, so sometimes it can be that like just the way the chair is or how high the table is can can be contributing to that as well wow so it's an inter interesting process um, does it does it 
take long? I, this is a question I always ask Grant, and I think he gets, <laughs> he rolls his eyes at me because I think it all depends on the situation that you're going in for. But I think a lot of us, whenever it comes to an issue, want us to be able to kick our heels to, together, you know, wiggle our nose, and things are all better. I mean, you know, timelines, I'm guessing, vary depending on what you're dealing with. Yeah, it definitely depends. Um, usually what our first assessment is about an hour. Um, sometimes that's too much time and sometimes yeah. that's not enough time. It really depends on what we're looking at. Um, but we're always doing what is needed. Like if we feel like we need more information, we'll have that conversation with parents. Um, but we try to get to the core issues. You know, we talk about those priorities with parents ahead of time, just so, you know, we're not wasting time. We know parents are busy um, and they don't have time to, you know, sit around and play detective. Um, but that's why we're, we're there, right? Um, and sometimes one one of the reasons why it might take a while is, you know, we're not looking at like an injured shoulder or something that has limited range of motion that you can test right in there. But if it's a behavior that parents are seeing at, at home or at school or anywhere, um, you know, sometimes we might see it right away. Um, sometimes we might have to kind of mm -hmm. build that rapport and connect with that yeah. child first. Um, so it does take some time, but um, nothing that is unneeded for sure. All right, Tamara and Grant, hold the line for just a second. Need to take a pause here as we take a look at uh, chopper traffic. We'll be back with a little bit more. As we take a look at pediatric occupational therapy um, through leading edge, leading edge physiotherapy, Grant Fedoric and Tamara Loke joining me this afternoon. Um, Tamara, uh, what does the process look like then if if someone is tuning in and thinking, hey, you know, my, my child, my grandchild, um, my niece, my nephew, whomever it is, that young person in our life could benefit from um, some pediatric OT, what process do they have to go through to end up uh, seeing you? Yeah, so what's so great about our clinic, that it's super uh, easy to get an appointment with us. You don't need a doctor's referral or anything like that. Um, parents or grandparents or caregivers can simply just call the clinic um, and ask to see our pediatric OT mm. or PT to book an appointment. All right, uh, exciting stuff, Grant, as this continues to, to expand, continues to grow. Yeah, and I think it's really important for parents and those listening that we do have a dedicated space for these amazing kids that come through our doors. They aren't just in our gen pop, you know, they're they're kind of in their own space. The space is designed to be really conducive to the children's development and success. It's all about helping them thrive. So it, it could be a climbing wall just to get them engaged in the process. It could be a swing if they're maybe distracted or we need to just make them comfortable and and everything is designed around making sure that those kids feel comfortable so that they can really just succeed uh, whatever the goal might be and we always we always seem to with uh, kids focus on what the parents goals are but you yeah. know what it's about the kids mm. it's all about the kids and our team Farah and Tamara it rhymes it's fantastic but uh, the two of them are just uh, just a unbelievable two experts in this field so if if anybody's out there with kids who are struggling or you just want to see them you know succeed in in whatever it is that's what we're here for all right you can find out more information at the uh, leading edge physio website it's uh, leadingedgephysio.com a ton of information there Tamara Grant thanks for joining us this afternoon we'll talk again next month Grant be well